Alan, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Sherry Voluntary. Sherry, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. You you look very MAGA today. <laughs> Go ahead, show everybody your cup while we're while we're on oh, the subject. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Ready to go. <laughs> Ready to go to the MAGA show. Yeah. That's your January 6th outfit right there, isn't it? Ooh, yeah, that was my birthday. Did you know, uh, we didn't talk about this before the show. So this, I guess, this is the show that we're doing closest to 9-11. Right. So, didn't fall on 9-11 this year, but this is kind of like, this is our post-Labor Day, pre-Great Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> episode it's kind of like libertarian christmas right 9-11 yeah um, yeah I don't know if yeah absolutely nice way to put it. um yeah so what's funny is is that if you i've been looking around like sort of the the liberty twitter sphere and oh, no one Lord. no one's talking about labor day no one's talking about 9-11 everyone's talking about abortion mm-hmm. yeah i've seen that <laughs> I love that. That yeah, yeah. I've seen Abortion that. and borders. Imagine that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. Two, two, two things that I know we can all agree on is borders <laughs> and abortion. By the way, by the way, real libertarians are open borders and and uh, anti, you know, not and and, and anti killing Baby babies murder. to death. Yeah. Yes. Kill killing them to death. <laughs> really, just don't do it. Don't don't kill a baby and then don't bother it once it's strong enough to walk. Exactly. One hundred. There. there you go. Like you can just clip that part of the show right there and you've just ended all the debates for everybody. And if you don't agree, then um, you can visit euthanasia.com to get the information you need to make the right choice Correct. for you. Yeah. Jesus. I, guys, forgive Sherry. This is her first day. She's never done this before. Yeah. You don't always want it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, men always want it. <laughs> it's the women who don't always want it. But you know what? That's just them playing hard to get. Anyway, we're gonna start off tonight's show. Man, what happened already? What? We're not. We're not three minutes into the program. What happened? Uh, we're gonna start off tonight's show. Take a look at this. This is a chart. Researchers in Great Britain were doing surveys of animals that people are confident they could beat in unarmed combat. You'll be surprised to learn that Americans are more confident than Britons that they could beat any animal in a fight. Now, this is this is an interesting chart, guys. I want you to take a look at this for a second. Because there's outliers on the top and the bottom that blow my mind. Of course, the, the animals, starting off at the very top, there's rat, which the majority of people think they could beat. And at the bottom, you have grizzly bear. Right. But, but, I, but I want you to take it. It goes rat, house cat, goose, medium-sized dog, eagle, large dog, chimpanzee, king cobra, kangaroo, wolf, crocodile, gorilla, lion, elephant, grizzly bear. Now, take a look at this. 67% of Britons think they could beat a rat. 72% of Americans. A third of British people don't think they could defeat a rat in unarmed combat. Who can who cannot kill a rat if you get, punch get that, it? Get, get that chart out of here. That's ridiculous. But this, yeah, I mean, it's sad enough that only 72% of Americans think that they could beat a rat, but right. at least it's more than the 
pansies over there in Britain. Right. But and then and then it goes down from there. You have a house cat, sixty six percent Britons, sixty nine percent of Americans. <laughs> but here's here's the thing. I want there's a the, the next one's a big drop off at goose. Now I know I know you you were talking about earlier that you know geese they're mean like Canadian they geese they're talk about how assholes. aggressive they are. Yeah. yeah. But. But you outweigh that thing by like 150 pounds, True. right? Like one good so, drop kick. Yeah. So for goose, only four. So this is where you now reach a minority. <laughs> only 45 percent of British think that they could defeat a goose in combat. <laughs> it's 61 percent from Americans. But I actually want to go down now to the under the spectrum. Six percent of Americans, two percent of British, think that they could defeat a grizzly bear. <laughs> in unarmed combat now the grizzly bear outweighs you by like 700 pounds right yeah right. um elephant elephant now now don't get me wrong grizzly bears are incredibly dangerous but elephant i feel like maybe should be at the top mm -hmm. elephant eight percent almost one out of ten people right. think I, that they could defeat an elephant I, I just, in unarmed combat i just it just shows you how ignorant people are about animals I think like the ele the elephant one blows my so like you've got like lion for instance like I'm I'm willing to fathom in a, in a just ridiculous scenario maybe one out of a million chance that someone just shoves their arm down the lion's throat <laughs> and destroys their esophagus and maybe even still dies but the lion dies right but how do you go about killing an elephant unarmed? <laughs> You beat it about the head and neck. Like, you can't even... You are less than significant than a fly to these things. Like, they... I, 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 uh, and, of course, gorilla. Gorilla, lion, and elephant are all at about eight. So, right. basically, the same eight out of 100 people are like, yeah, I got it. I can take them. But but two of those eight people are like, no, not a, not a grizzly bear, though, fam. Can't do that. I want to so, know what drugs those people are on. <laughs> so, here's the thing. This is, this is my question for you guys and for everyone uh, listening at home. Who would you rather have as a neighbor? <laughs> the the 8% who think that they could kill an elephant in unarmed combat or the 28 to 33% who don't think they can kill a rat? Right. That's a tough question. I mean, it really is cuz do you want neighbors yeah. that weak or do you want neighbors yeah. that crazy? Like <laughs> I I be I be honest with you, I would rather have a neighbor that thinks that they could beat a gorilla in a boxing match than a neighbor who is so scared of a rat that they would literally just fall to their deaths. Right. They, they would just roll over and die because a rat attacked them. Yeah. At least the person who thinks they could kill an elephant or a grizzly bear, like they'll, they're going to ride or die, right? When, when yes, they come door exactly. to door to, to give you exactly. the shot. Uh, I do I do want to point out really quickly, they did separate it between men and women as well. Just, just for the sake of conversation and you do when when you get high enough up the list of animals like once you reach kangaroo wolf crocodile elephant grizzly bear lion at once you reach that level of animal the american women outpace the british men <laughs> yes american women like like five percent more American women think that they could literally jump into the water and beat the shit out of a crocodile than British maybe, men do. Maybe it's because we we realize we could use our teeth, whereas British people know they can't. I mean, 
Yeah, but you stand to lose more with your teeth. They don't really stand to lose that's, much of anything. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> if you if you really want to know the craziest one of all, and we're going to move on from this, there's only one place in the entire chart where women outpass men across the board. So, so meaning, because Americans are all ahead, American women are more likely to believe they can defeat a lion than American men, British men, or British women. What? I, that's what the survey says. So, so don't wow. make this out to be like a big like bravado thing. No, it's. It, I think it's more of an American thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're dumb. But you know what? That just goes to show, like, you might think that that's crazy, but that really just goes to show that we're just superior to them. Well, that too. Yeah. We, we just are. Correct. <laughs> uh, so anyway, moving, <laughs> moving on from that, like, basically the whole intro is over, and that was only, like, the first third. Um, we, I had a funny little bit on Twitter this past week. I want you to take a look at this. I did a tweet that was talking about uh, trigger phrases. What are some phrases that immediately tip you that someone is so stupid slash evil slash beyond saving that they need insta-blocked. I'll get the ball rolling. And I started with horse dewormer, following the science, turn it to glass, talking about bombing, don't like the cops, call a crackhead. Yeah. And enjoy the weekend, thank the unions. <laughs> now, the reason the reason I shared that is really because of that first one there, the horse dewormer. Right. And you, you and I were talking about how, like, no one was using the phrase horse dewormer, like, three minutes ago right but as soon as someone in the corporate press or the deep state like as soon as one random journalist from the new york times at, invents something like horse dewormer as a slander for ivermectin right. then it's amazing how in lockstep they all are and how they all then seize on that and now if you search that phrase you'll basically find ever every mainstream source all using that same term as right. a, as a slander towards people who uh who use ivermectin um and so so we see these phrases did you did you have any like the phrases that you, when you see those you think you know what it why do i have this person on my wall i'm just gonna i'm just gonna remove them right right so i i have um uh, you have a front door on your house oh that one. oh I, that's I right that yeah yeah and then yeah. um when people say the word problematic now like problematic yeah. is a perfectly de perfectly decent word but a lot of people now mm -hmm. use it to anyone they don't like. They say they're problematic, meaning that they're basically racist, like, or homophobes or whatever. Um, thank you for your service. That's another oh, one. Of course. Classic. <laughs> it's like, and, and one that kind of uh, mirrors what you said about the bombing is, well, we had to bomb Japan. They were going to fight to every man, last man, woman, and child. Like, well, yeah. What would you do if someone was invading your home? Like, mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> um, of course. We the people. That's yeah. a lot of boomers. So we the people got to do this. We got to come together. Yeah, a lot of boomers and libertarians. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, our favorite, Alan. If you uh -oh. don't like it, why don't you just move to Somalia? Yeah. Now, some of our fans shared some in the comments. You've got it's a private business. Oh yeah. Of course. Um, there should be a law. Hmm. Uh, there's Think of the Children. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, lesser of Two Evils. Yes. And, of course, the the ultra classic, Then Don't Drive on Government Roads. <laughs> the roads. What about my um, roads? Yeah, right. I can't believe uh, that. Yeah, I really just want to leave as a passing thought on that, is that I, 
there's, there's the people who say things that are just categorically stupid or you don't agree with. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't need them then. They don't need to be a part of my wall. I, I, I do that. I curate my social media very intensely. Right. When people spread nonsense, I mute slash block those people instantly. Mm -hmm. But the other type of person that I would even argue that I hate more, even more than some, like, even more than just like the raging neocon or leftist okay. is I hate, I hate bitches. Yeah. I don't mean women. I mean yeah. bitches. And, and, and an example of someone who's a bitch is if you say anything and then they, and then they leave like a link to something that counteracts what you said. And then they say, hope this helps. <laughs> Everyone who ever says, hope this helps. You're a fucking bitch. Yeah. Like those are exactly the type of people that they relish in doing that online because those are the people that you were just murking those SOBs in the locker room back in middle school. Right. Right. They're just nerds. They're weak betas. I mean, they could work for Reason Magazine. They Ooh. really could. Uh, we'll get to that later. Um, and finally this evening, also in the world of, of Twitter, uh, George Washington was trending on Twitter. And it's not President's Day. What's George Washington uh, trending for? Well, it's because Representative Jim Jordan said vaccine mandates are un-American, which is okay. Sure. I mean, I don't know if un-American, I, I don't even care. Right. I, I think yeah. they're just wrong. We just they're, just, yeah. they're just immoral. That's what they are. Yeah. And then after he said that, you had every just, like, look at, like, just fish mouth leftist <laughs> crawling out of the woodwork to say, well, George Washington mandated vaccinations for the Continental Army. So you're saying George Washington was un-American? George! And, and you know how you, this is how, guys from Folks and Home, this is why you don't seed ground to these people. You know how you can tell that these people are not serious and should never be listened to? How's that, Alan? The, the same people who will lionize George Washington and throw him in your face because they see him as some sort of pro-vaccine mandate hero right. are the same people that were wanting all of George Washington's statues taken down yesterday because he was an ignorant slaver. Yes. Exactly. It's the same people. Yep. And so since there's no intellectual integrity there whatsoever, they cannot be taken seriously. Correct. And speaking of that, parting shot, uh, the Robert E. Lee statue in Virginia. They fought the good fight. It went to the courts. Yep. Unfortunately, the Virginia Supreme Court has decided the statue is coming down. It's going to be it's going to be relocated. If only Robert E. Lee had mandated the jab for his troops. <laughs> He could have stayed. He'd, he'd still have a place in society. Guys, we're going to be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this. Don't go away. can tell that the pandemic is over how's that this is how i can tell the pandemic's over right here look at all those masks they're not wearing Woo. yeah 
It's football time again. They're evil. You know, like Meharry and I did a show called Sports Ball where like the theme of the entire program was to make fun of the breaded circuses right. people who you just can't enjoy anything in life until we live in a free society, which right. means you'll never enjoy anything in life. Um and I've already seen those people. Of course, it's week one of the college football season. NFL starts this weekend. Yeah. They're already crawling out of the woodwork, oh, posting their bread and circus memes about football. Oh, good. And, and, I, and, and I've always felt like these people miss the mark, but I especially think they're missing the mark right now. Because you, you see that video right there, and you see all these people all weekend long in the college football stadiums that were just packed full of fans. Mm -hmm. And everyone, all the announcers and commentators and pundits were all gushing about how great it was to be back. Yeah. How great it was to have the fan live fans in the stands and the energy and the electricity of college football. And and it made me think, you know, the, you, you, know you don't know what you got till it's gone. Mm -hmm. That maybe... Maybe people reclaiming and enjoying some life again will be kind of the push over the breaking point right. of of getting over the hysteria and the mass psychosis. Yeah. So, so my friends know we need more bread and circuses at a time like this. Yeah, agreed. Um, hey Sherry. Yes. What time is it? Meme of the week. Oh, you have a vaccination exemption? <laughs> People really got to watch. Yeah, I know. This one's a little bit more subtle, too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I originally Good. made one of those that was a little bit more on the nose, but I was afraid I'd get, uh, I'd get yeah. you know, black-sided. The zucking, I, yeah. I'd get zucked if I said that. Uh, we do have a bonus meme this week. Check out the bonus meme. Journalism, <laughs> then. I will go to the most war-torn places on Earth to expose the dirty politics. Journalism now. Ten reasons why SpongeBob is homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where's the lie, though? Right. It's, it, there's no lie at all. Uh, let's answer the viewer mail. What's that sound? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we should build one of those. I know. It's just thinking. I want one of those yeah. in my kitchen or something. Uh, Clay Davis writes, uh, Dear Alan and Sherry, uh, what public blue checkmark social media account do you most enjoy trolling and shitposting on? Um, so this actually kind of goes back to what I had said in the monologue. Um, I, I really don't do that. And frankly, I'll be honest with you, I kind of have a low opinion of people that that's what they do. Mm -hmm. Like, the, there, there are people in our sphere some of these wannabe influencer types that never made an original piece of content in their lives and never read a book who all they do is constantly quote tweet and respond mm -hmm. to the, those types of accounts with these snarky little comebacks. Right. And while they think they're being clever and while they're obviously signaling to their in group, which is what people do, yeah. it's just, it just, it's pathetic to me. Yes. Yeah, it's it, it. There's two problems with it. One, it's pathetic because you're a barnacle account. This is the Michael mm -hmm. Malice talks about is that he'll get barnacle accounts of people that do nothing but follow him to just shoot barbs. And he just he, he derides these people. They're mm. they're less than nothing. And that's what you are to them if you do that. Yeah. Um, and the second problem is, is I don't want to see their crap in my feed. Yeah. Like 
like we have a we have enough problem with social media as it is just getting to enjoy the content from the people we do like and actually god knows nobody sees any of our stuff we've been shadow banned for like four years now right and so why would i want to lower my chances of seeing the good stuff that our good friends produce by filling up with my feed with like rachel maddow right yeah it's like it's it's not like they're actually trying to engage with these people you know, it's not like yes. you're having a conversation. You, it's just attention whoring in a different way, honestly. And we, Except for Marianne Williamson, by the way. Apparently, she's ready to engage. So if you want to go troll somebody, <laughs> go troll her. Um, so yeah, uh, Suzanne Sherman writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, how did you honor labor unions over the holiday? Uh, <laughs> Sherry, how did you honor labor unions over the holiday? I made my kids work. <laughs> they should unionize if they would unionize. <laughs> no. <laughs> no is it that's one of my favorite gifs it's like um it's like megatron he goes ha 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 no and he shoots lit yeah uh because that's what happens if your kids try to use it now you shoot them in the yeah, face i mean i provide their housing and food yeah go unionize exactly. somewhere else see how you like it exactly. <laughs> epstein would have unionized them. uh andrew avery writes dear alan and sherry if you fell face first into your Labor Day grill, would it make headlines? Uh, <sighs> just no, you just, just stop it. No, you're you're encouraging this. I love Andrew. You just, but, just stop it. Yeah, <laughs> just stop it. Um, Celeste Annis writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, what condiments do you prefer on your hot dog sandwich? Oh. What do you prefer on your hot dog sandwich, Sherry? I, just condiments. I like um, mayonnaise, of course, lots of mayonnaise and, and ketchup. That's what I like. Okay. Um, does chili count? That's not a, is that a condom? I mean, condiments are like mustard, mayo, like, cause I could, there's, like sweet relish on some that's so good and onions but well, so i'm so okay so this ingredients. is we've, we we've now gone to a new place here on the food <laughs> quiz so any any food that is the base food mm -hmm. then any food that you then top that food with is a condiment i don't so know so if you put chili correct. on your hot dog no it is correct because i just said so so oh. if you put chili on your hot dog sandwich it's a condiment in this, if you put, if you put, uh, you know, pizza on your spaghetti, it's a then the pizza is right. <laughs> a, a pizza on that spaghetti for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. I bet you think you could beat an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I could mess a lion up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if chili counts, then chili, but chili really food. like, I don't, I don't actually like hot dogs. I like mayonnaise with chili and onion on my hot dogs. You don't mix mayonnaise. Yes, you do. Oh, child, you? you sure do. Just, can, just mute your microphone for the rest of the segment. Jesus. The white trash in the house. You should go join Dave and Mary and just eat spoons of mayonnaise. That's I, yes, what you should do. I told them before they even did that who would win. Um, Jonathan Carranza writes, Dear Alan and Sherry, what is your favorite mainstream news channel? So this is really yeah. very similar to the same question that we started with. I don't, they're liars. Right. I don't listen to any mainstream news channel. Yeah. 
You'll probably notice something that we do on this program. So when we go out and we kind of farm headlines and articles to just, just kind of use as a, as a jumping point mm -hmm. for some of our segments, you'll probably notice that I, I tend to get them from a variety of the different outlets and websites and mm -hmm. magazines and newspapers. And, the, and, and one of the reasons I do that is, is that I'm just, it, it might just be the first one I saw, or I'm just looking for one that makes a good thumbnail perhaps. Mm -hmm. But it, but also that I'm not I'm not favoring any of them. Like I'm not right. going. I'm not I'm not a barnacle for CNN. I don't go to CNN every week and say, well, what, what can I get mad about this week? Because right. that's just like that's more pathetic of you to do than than of them. But they're all liars, so I don't I don't follow any of them. Right. But but hold on to that because we're going to talk about that a little bit more in the next segment. My favorite is uh, Facebook and Twitter. That's where I get all my main news, really. Mainstream news channel <laughs> yeah. is Facebook. Twitter. Yep. Jesus. I let other people um, gather it for me. And finally this evening, Ryan Seifert writes, Dear Alan and Sherry. Um, you know, he was the only person who literally wrote Dear Alan and Sherry. The other people don't even know how to do the email. <sighs> they don't care about it. Ryan's been knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Lately. Yeah. And, and he's got the best question again this week. If you could live in any fictional universe from a movie or TV show, which one would it be? That's a tough question. It is tough. What do you think? So tough. I don't know. Maybe like, like Lord of the Rings or, or um, Never Ending Story, maybe. I, something with magic and flying. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to live in any fictional universe that's like a stand-in for like medieval period cuz I mean you're like not going to have toilet paper and Yeah, but it's pretty. There's pretty places <laughs> now. <laughs> we don't we don't literally live in an and, industrialized they... hellscape where like the entire planet is Cybertron. Right, but like, they it's... had elves and magic too. Alan I mean, you... You go, you go searching around on the internet. You'll probably find you some elves and fairies too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you will. Yeah. Don't you ever? Don't you ever? Like guys at home, give 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 me a break, Sherry. Don't you ever say that on the show again? <laughs> Goddamn weebs. <laughs> All right, sorry guys. So I'm gonna say the Matrix universe. Because I just want to be plugged in. Wow. Give you the I steak. Just, cut it up. Just just let me eat the steak. Suck and it down. Just learn kung fu instantly. That would and be just, awesome. The dude the, the bad guy from the first movie who's like ignorance <sighs> is bliss. But he but where's the lie though? <laughs> yeah, I want to go in any movie Keanu's in, honestly. You know they're making a new one. <sighs> so the basement has flooded, y'all. <laughs> you're supposed, your mic's supposed to be muted, so I don't even know why anyone can hear you right now. Um, guys, we're going to be back to talk about the evil I-word, ivermectin, Ooh. right after this break. Don't go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv.
weebs anyway. <laughs> you know, weebs are weebs are like just below, just above Jews and just below people. Oh God! <laughs> like I, I really, I really think that <laughs> we are. Oh, we are totally getting canceled. I'm just kidding, y'all. They're above. Uh, so anyway, there was this article going around from Rolling Stone this past week that everybody was talking about. I want you to pull up this headline right here. Gunshot victims left waiting because horse dewormer overdoses have flooded Oklahoma hospitals. Oh, the humanity. Doctor says. Now I want you. It's said in the headline. Doctor says. Right, doctor. Just doc because a doctor said that. It's like gen generic, you know. When you go to the store and get dog food, it's just dog food. Hold up. <laughs> We're gonna get a couple of quotes from our doctor. 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 doctor the rise doctor. of people using ivermectin, an anti-parasitic drug usually reserved for deworming horses or livestock. There, so the horse dewormer thing was in the headline. Mm -hmm. That didn't exist until like last week. Right. They're so in lockstep. Yeah. As a treatment or preventative for COVID-19, his emergency rooms, quote, so backed up that gunshot victims were having hard times getting access to health facilities, an emergency room doctor in Oklahoma said. This week, Dr. Jason McElia told KFOR the overdoses are causing backlogs in rural hospitals, leaving both beds and ambulance services scarce. Quote, the ERs are so backed up that gunshot victims were having a hard time getting to facilities where they can get definitive care and be treated. McKellie, first, who, why are there so many gunshot victims? Right. <laughs> like, he, ex he says it as if there's a line of gunshot right. victims outside every rural hospital exactly. needing, yeah. All of the ambulances are stuck at the hospital waiting for a bed to open so they can take care, or they can take the patient in and they don't have any. That's it, said McKellie. If there's no ambulance to take the call, there's no ambulance to come to the call. One, one, one more little quote down here. I'm trying to help people understand this is not just COVID. This is domino effect to every other health condition that may need a hospital bed. Everything else, period. Now. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> With, before going even a step further, this this was a front cover story for Rolling Stone. Mm -hmm. Rolling Stone, and of course, as and as it often happens in the era of social media, once that gets tweeted out, once Rolling Stone shares that article, it's just it's yep. off to the races. I mean, and then you have millions and millions of people getting having this show up in their feeds and, right. and helping to like and comment and, and, and share and retweet. Um, you know, notable blue check marks such as Rachel Maddow, for instance. That was that was kind of when it really went viral. Yeah. You know, Rachel Maddow saw it, saw it, and she's retweeting it, saying, "Look at all these dumb rednecks taking that horse dewormer and making themselves sick." Right. So now these these poor lonely gunshot victims. Oklahoma's not, rural Oklahoma's not Chicago, right. right? Like so, but all these poor gunshot victims can't get to the hospital because of all the horse dewormer overdoses. Why don't you take a look at this? This is a statement from the hospital chain there in Oklahoma, Sequoia. Message from the administration of Northeastern Health System, Sequoia. Although Dr. Jason McElia is not an employee of NHS Sequoia, he is affiliated with a medical staffing group that provides coverage for our emergency room. With that said, Dr. McElia has not worked at our Salisaw location in over two months. NHS Sequoia has not treated any patients due to complications related to taking ivermectin. 
This includes not treating any patients for ivermectin overdose. All patients who have visited our emergency room have received medical attention as appropriate. Our hospital has not had to turn away any patients seeking emergency care. We want to reassure our community that our staff is working hard to provide quality health care to all patients. We appreciate the opportunity to clarify this issue. And as always, we value our community's support. I tell you what, that was that was very nice. That was like the nicest yes. dunk that anyone's ever done. Yes. It really was. So so kudos to them. Yeah. I, I would have been a little bit more colorful, I think. Right. There, I mean, my... the whole thing was basically everything that's been said about this is a lie. That's really yes. what it, they could have. One... Yeah. So the, the funny thing is, is that this 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 reminded me, you know, there's really there's really two types of fake news. Mm-hmm. There's there's the type that is factual, but not truthful. Mm-hmm. And then there's just the bold face lie. So, so the, you, you think of like the factual, but not truthful, the factual, but not truthful would be, you know, pandemic rages across America as hundreds of thousands dead. Now that's factual in that there was a novel coronavirus that was spreading across the United States. Mm-hmm. And since more than a hundred thousand people died, then, then like that headline is not factually incorrect. Mm-hmm. But then we also remember all the BS that accompanied it. Remember, yes. remember the remember the uh, temporary hospitals and triage units that were set up in places like Seattle and New York. Yes. Even though then all those places then turned around and closed with no patients. Right. Um, re- remember, remember the headlines. Like remember, everyone saw those videos from China of people just dropping in the streets. Yeah. And so then fast forward to it running in the states. Probably even still to this day, people on the other side of the country thinking of like Florida, mm-hmm. like, Oh, there's just, there's just bodies lining right. the streets. Remember, remember there were actual mainstream media places talking about how their cooling trucks were going right. around to the hospitals to pick up the corpses. Cause there was just no room left in the morgues. Cause that's just, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, and, and remember again, all of the doctors and nurses who like, you know, they rub their eyes and then they're crying and they're on their cell phone. Like, oh, the hospitals right. are just full, you guys. Please right. wear your mask. There's there's no room. There's None. no room. The beds are no awful. beds. Yeah. And but then yet, boy. So this is why we can't go live in Lord of the Rings. It's <laughs> so great that we have the internet and cell phone cameras. Because with the internet and cell phone cameras, you had people like going to the hospital and saying, look, like the parking lot's empty. Yep. There's no one here. Or like walking, I remember videos of people, they would like, you know, they would walk down a whole wing of the hospital and it's just, all the lights are out. It's just empty beds. Right. And you're like, and, and like they're doing this while someone from that hospital is literally outside talking to Channel 4 News, right? right? About yep. how they're full. Like they're, they're a point blank lying to your face yep. about it. Yeah. And, and so, so this is not, a factual but truthful. This one was an absolute 100% unadulterated lie. Yeah. And they're just going to keep telling it. Yeah, exactly. And so, and here's the two worst parts about it. Number one is they did update their website with the statement from the hospital. Mm-hmm. But they didn't take down the article. Right. It's- the article, this article is up literally right now as we are recording this this episode. Right. And it's something you and I have talked about many times where it's sort of just standard operating procedure for the main, you know, the, the corporate press where they, 
they say what they want to say, their agenda, their narrative, whatever, very loudly on the front page. Mm -hmm. And then yes. they say their retraction or their correction of the story very softly somewhere else. Like they don't, they, they do it on purpose. It's meant to sort of, mm -hmm. they can say they maintain their credibility with the stupid people who will just listen to what they say. Well, well, they corrected that. Yeah. But look at how they're doing it. It's the same kind of idea as the factual verse, you know, Yes. but not truthful. It's like, well, yes, they did correct it. But look at like, if I accused you of rape, I, he raped me. And then I go, you know, into my bedroom and say, he really didn't rape me. You guys like, don't you think there's some kind of a uh, problem with that? And they just, they don't care. Well, I saw a lot of people in, in, you know, and to, and to be fair, like, like right of center blue checks are no better than left of center blue checks. Right. Cause they're still, they're still just seizing on political points. Mm -hmm. But I saw a lot of those people who they miss the forest from the trees. And what I mean by that is, is they, they'll, they'll point out the story and they'll point out how objectively false it is. Right. And, and they'll talk about how, you know, no self-respecting news editor would have run this. Like whoever, whoever the editor is, whoever the chief is in that newsroom, like they should have been all over Like the moment that that story got submitted, like all of the all of the red flags and alarms should have been going off. Right. That yeah, this this story, it this this story sounds like I mean because again they they have an agenda, mm -hmm. and in in even for them having their own agenda, like this story is too good to be true for your agenda. Right. And and the fact that like basically the entire narrative is predicated on the quotes from this one doctor, and you know. I mean, it literally took like five minutes of scratching at the surface and you find out, well, he is a doctor, mm -hmm. but he hasn't worked at that facility for some time. Um, he doesn't, he, he's not speaking for anyone in any official capacity. Right. Um, of course, again, it's just objectively false. There's absolutely no issue with, with the hospitals there. Uh, gunshot victims. I mean, that, that, that particular part, like that, that particular little thread is just ridiculous on its face. Mm -hmm. But it but again, it they they have an agenda. And so where 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 the right of center blue checks don't seem to get it is is that it, it was it wasn't a matter of the the editing team or whoever, you know, their own budsmen or whatever, that them not doing their job. The, those alarms were never going off. Right. Because the moment that they got a story that fit their agenda, it was print. I mean, you have it was to, ready to go. You have to imagine that they actually curated it that way because how did they yes. find this doctor? How, why, yes. how did they, why did they pick that particular one? Like how did that guy's, mm -hmm. what he's saying, get on in the Rolling Stone? Like well, they yeah, looked for it. They went after it. And, and one would think that, you know, if, if my opposition can research the story for five minutes right. and then blow it up, then it doesn't serve me to print it. Right. But we live in an era where you're going to have millions of useful idiots like Rachel Maddow helping to propagate the story, helping to get more reach, more, more clicks, more likes. And, and people, people who are sold on this narrative, they just devour it. They yeah. just gobble it up. There's, there's absolutely no logic to it forever, which, which always reminds me of one of my favorite phrases that they, they really, they don't respect you enough to lie well. Yeah. This was not a good lie. I mean, I, I know, you know, there, there's, there's some pedant out there right now saying there's no, this is, this is a good lie. Fuck, right. fuck you. There's, they, they didn't, they didn't lie well. They didn't, it's not like they corroborated with this with some other story. It's not like there was a, maybe there was one single location that was having, 
issues with with occupancy or gunshot victims or whatever and they're saying and like there's no fallback point right but that doesn't matter because the original story will get a hundred times more reach than any correction or retraction would ever 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 get and it's it's interesting to think too though that part of the onus of that is on the people reading it because they don't have to lie well because you will eat up whatever it is that ticks your boxes. Oh, this, this, you know, it, it goes with my, what I already think. So, I mean, that's, there's some of that on the people too, because they, they don't critically think about you know, the stuff that they read that agree, you know, they agree with. Yeah. So, you know, it's, what's funny is, is that this is talking about the, talking about the press always being in lockstep, like this story comes out literally in the news cycle immediately following Alex Jones getting his hands on ivermectin mm -hmm. and Joe Rogan getting COVID yes. and beating COVID in three days and saying he took ivermectin. Right. Like it's, guys, it's not a coincidence that Joe Rogan, who like is not a libertarian, right. but it's just someone who says, I live healthy. Yeah. I'm not going to die of COVID. And, and this is a drug I could get my hands on. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and I'm not even saying that ivermectin is the reason why I'm healthy today, but I'm just saying in three days is basically over, right. you know, good, good for me. These people want, wished he would have died. They yeah. really wished he would have died either of COVID or of, of an ivermectin right. overdose. They to really prove, do. And point. it is not a coincidence that that happened and 24 hours later, mm -hmm. this is in the mainstream. Right. And this article. Did you see about Oscar De La Hoya having it now too? Yep. And and yep. they're the the thing is they're very similar. They're both you know athletes. They're both mm -hmm. you know healthy, set around the same yep. age, and yet Oscar ain't yep. doing so hot. I tell you what, Alex Jones. He, I I don't want to go into a big thing about Alex yeah. Jones because we got to move on to the next segment. I just I just want to mention that he gets a whole lot more play now mm -hmm. in the main in the mainstream consciousness even though he was deplatformed from everywhere yeah we we might be witnessing one of the first people to ever be uncanceled right he's getting vindicated. Does that make sense? yeah like because because I, I know i know that alex, like if you could talk to alex jones privately uh, away from the cameras i'm positive it's, it's performance art and he would mm -hmm. tell you he's just acting like a retard he actually went on rogan and said i'm acting like a mm -hmm. retard he actually said that right. um but just just the point being that he you know he was he was an embodiment of everything that they hated and so they had to go after him yeah. and they and they really demonstrated how terrible cancel culture is not just that they got him but they got him everywhere they got mm -hmm. him in in online in hosting they got him on social media they got him in payment processing they got you know they got Alan, him all over the place those were just coincidences what? Yeah, just and of course, all those separate companies just so happen to do on it on the same, same day, day at the same yeah. time. They don't respect you enough to lie well. Yeah. Um, guys, we're going to be back to talk about more Reason Magazine right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Huh. Uh, 
that was actually better timed, I think. I, I tried to do it faster yeah. than I would normally do. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't know how to feel. <laughs> now I can't predict it anymore. Uh, I feel like unsettled. I've listened to you, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when I want you to play one of the things. And it's just like a... <laughs> Um, so anyway, you guys might remember, we talked a little bit about, uh, Reason Magazine a few weeks ago, because one of their writers named Robbie Soev, uh, had tweeted a tweet that was the most beta energy tweet you could ever see. And we, and we did our little, our own little take of it. Well, Robbie has struck again. Take a look at this article from Reason. Banning Alex Berenson from Twitter is a mistake. The pandemic's wrongest man can likely profit from martyrdom. Now, I'm going to read you just a couple a couple of sections from this article and it just it just oozes it just oozes with signaling. Baby. You'll see why here in a second. Twitter's finally had enough of Alex Berenson, the former New York Times reporter who has spent the pandemic being extremely wrong about both the severity of the COVID-19 crisis and more notably the efficacy of vaccines. Has he though? <laughs> On Saturday, the social media site confirmed that it had permanently banned him for, quote, repeated violations of our COVID-19 misinformation rules. There are good reasons to be troubled by this decision, even though Berenson is indeed a serial spewer of misinformation. Is he, though? Spewer. Spewer. That's not most. Yes. Most of the time he said anything, he linked to studies and data, but he's a serial spewer of misinformation. Mm. This is it. I'm going to read you this one paragraph, and this one paragraph tells you everything you need to know about Reason Magazine. The pandemic has minted a new class of terribly misguided pundits, and Barrison is among the very worst of them. Early on, he vastly underestimated the eventual U.S. COVID-19 death toll. And while that's a forgivable offense, official predictions ranged wildly after all, Berenson has compounded his mistake by coming out swinging against vaccines. They're not vaccines, they're treatments. We'll get more to that later. Mm -hmm. He has used his Twitter platform to peddle the absurd notion that vaccines might be causing severe illnesses and even deaths. The, the absurd notion that all that data we shared from bears is incorrect. Right. Yeah. Um, he has suggested that countries with high vaccination rates are having just as bad a time as countries with low vaccination rates. Okay, again, just objectively true. Mm -hmm. Remember, we, we just talked about places like Israel and their mm -hmm. vaccination rates. And he has claimed that most people under the age of 70 probably don't need to become vaccinated, even though the death toll for under 70 crowd is well over 100,000. Okay, so in a country of 320 plus million people, that, that is not a statistically significant number of deaths, um, especially when you take into consideration, you know, remember how like the flu has magically disappeared, right. you know, things like that. Um, and also, it's, he, he, what Alex Berenson said was most people under the age of 70 don't probably don't need to become vaccinated. Okay, so again, it's not a vaccine. Don't use that word. Uh, and second of all, the, so the... If you're, if you're talking about the whole idea of something like a vaccine, it's supposed to be preventative. You're supposed to have immunity so you don't catch it. Now, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not even going to go into how that's just, again, objectively right. not true. People are still getting it. People are still transmit, transmitting it. But even with that, without that being the case, if it's supposed to be preventative, then it's supposed to help people not get it. So if you're going to talk about vaccines, then you shouldn't be talking about just the people who got it and or died. You should be talking about the whole population. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about the whole population's survival rate against COVID-19 in the United States, it's something like 99.9987% of people. It's not good enough, Alan. <laughs> that's not good enough. So if that's not a high enough percentage to say, you know, probably don't need it, then 
And especially for the under 70 crowd, by the way. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Here, the last sentence, and here's the real kicker. As the Atlantic's Derek Thompson noted in a conclusive takedown of Berenson, whom he quite reasonably dubs, quote, the pandemic's wrongest man, these views are all nonsense. So the majority of the data that Robbie shares to as, as the conclusive takedown is from the Atlantic. <laughs> from the Atlantic. Me, and, and, and by the way, that's the only thing he cites. Right. His single citation is the Atlantic. Yeah. This is journalism at its finest, Alan. If I, like, th this is literally the same thing as me saying Ron Paul has never been right on foreign policy. And my citation is the CIA. Right. I mean, the Atlantic basically is the CIA. Yeah. It's it's basically just a talking. It's just a mouthpiece of the fucking CIA. Deep and that's and that's that's Robbie's citation in this article in Reason well, against Daryl is the Atlantic. Um, he's just. I mean, it's an article to tell you what he wants to what you what wants to tell you what he wants to what he already thinks. I mean, even the language he used. It's all. So, so a friend of a friend of mine sent me this article, and he didn't even say who the author was. He just said, "Check out, check out what Reason said about Alex Berenson." And before I clicked on it, I actually said to my friend, "Was it written? Was it written by Robbie Soab?" And he said, "Oh my God, it was." And I, and so I had to share our clip from a few weeks ago when we talked about the Reason's Beta Energy. Mm. Uh, do we have a picture of Robbie Soab? Yeah, there he is, right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so imagine my total non-surprise by this, by the way, but this, this still like, this brings us full circle to that same kind of theme throughout the whole show mm -hmm. of, of truthful or factual, but not truthful. Yeah. The, the corporate press having an agenda, us not having a favorite corporate press outlet because they're absolute liars. Yeah. Um, obviously we know who. Where, where Reason gets their mainstream news. It's the Atlantic. Yeah, controlled opposition. Exactly. And you know what the beautiful thing is, is that ultimately in his article, he does ultimately side with, well, I don't think that they should be deplatforming people. Mm -hmm. But it's totally veiled in this, in this cloak of virtue signaling to the left and... Uh, I, I, I call it soft libertarianism. Mm. I think that that's like, like you think of like soft communism or yeah. soft, fa this is soft reason is soft libertarianism. Cause what it is, is that there's this thin veneer of libertarian philosophy, uh, underneath the virtue signaling to the left and, right. and deference to authority. Right. And, and, you know, if like, if, if, if deference to a, if prostrating yourself before the state and virtue signaling to progressivism is a good are good descriptors of you, then you're not going to be a very good or effective libertarian. Right. It, it's you're like really he, not. Yeah. It's like they're saying, I, I wish there was a reason that I could give you that this guy should have been canceled. Like I wish I, there was a real good reason. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And, and you know, you know what the the, the real like the irony of of this always is, uh, especially for the left libertarian types, really, for, and or for the right libertarian types, dog whistling to their conservative overlords. Mm -hmm. The 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 irony of that always is is that 
But if you're, for all that virtue signaling and whistling to the progressives, if you're still going to identify yourself as a libertarian, then all of that will have been for nothing because they still want you dead or submissive. Yeah. It's never good enough. We constantly see that there's nothing ever good enough for these people. Just imagine being as cucked as Reason Magazine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Reason. They're going to get the women good... treatment. Women. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about women this week except for that they think they can kill lions right. with their bare hands. <laughs> hey man, that's kind of badass. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. I'm more see this is I've talked about this before. I hate neocons. Mm -hmm. I I hate cuckservatives. Mm -hmm. I hate leftists and mm -hmm. commies. I hate bitches more. Mm. And reason are bitches. Ooh. Uh, we're going to take our final break. We're going to be right back after this. Tonight's show was sponsored by the Counter Narrative Report. The CNR is all about bringing you a rational look at the supposed official narratives being peddled by big tech and the corporate press. Cut through the propaganda and enjoy a safe haven for the free expression of ideas, as well as joining a free interactive online forum by visiting the Counter Narrative Report at www.the-cnr.com. That's www.the-cnr.com. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com, at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page, it's youtube.com slash TV. Also, we're on Odyssey, that's odyssey.com, you can find us at TV, as well as on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, thanks to Anchor FM, that's anchor.fm slash TV. Uh, one little parting thing for this week. Uh, I saw this on Twitter literally as we were getting ready to do the show. I can't, I've, I've hit on the left and I've hit on the cucks. It's time to hit on the conservatives. Take a look at this. Ron DeSantis down in Florida says, in Florida, <laughs> we back the blue. <laughs> and that's y'all's guy. That's, that's the, that's, that's going to be the next leader of the free world right there. Wow. Fucking stormtrooper. Wow. Um, Sherry, you got a final thought? Ah, tell the truth. Tell the truth. That's Tell the it. Truth. Be brave. No. <laughs> I'm not going to. No. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week. <laughs>